Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brames. Today on the podcast with me, I have Kyle Scott and Aaron Meraz, and they are with Mission Dignity, which is a a really important part of Guidestone. And gentlemen, Kyle is the uh, operations director, and Aaron is what was your title again, Aaron? I'm the I'm the director. The, I'm over the whole thing. The director of Mission Dignity. So, gentlemen, if just as we begin here, uh, if you would. Just share a little bit about yourself, uh, your role at Guidestone, specifically your role as a part of Mission Dignity, and then we'll get into actually what Mission Dignity is specifically. Okay, well, my name is Aaron Meraz, and I'm the Director of Mission Dignity. I've uh, been director since 2019. I pastored for 20 years uh, before this, and I was a professor for six years before uh, coming to Guidestone. And um, it's just been an honor to help out our retired ministers and widows uh, in these, especially during these last few years. They're just, uh, they're just an amazing group of people. They really are. Yeah. I'm Kyle Scott, the operations manager. My role, uh, I started about two years ago. Aaron hired me in December of 2019. So I got about a good four months in the office before the world got turned upside down, but uh, it's it's been a blessing to serve as well, and I so where Aaron takes over kind of the vision of the department and the direction of the department, I I help the team carry out that direction vision on a day to day basis, uh, and that involves every, everything from fundraising goals being accomplished to uh, recipient identification and program management, as well as overseeing some volunteer aspects uh, that we're trying to really ramp up. But it's more day to day operations that I take care of, whereas Aaron is more overall vision and uh, direction of the department. Okay. Okay, great. Well, uh, again, both of you are part of Guidestone, and I just want to touch just a moment on Guidestone, and I'll let you all do that because you know Guidestone better than I do. Many of, many of our listeners uh, will be retired pastors uh, or work within the Baptist system overall and probably have some, some uh, connection with Guidestone, but for those that don't, gentlemen, could you just share just a, a hint of information about Guidestone before we dive directly into Mission Dignity? So uh, let's just start with Mission Dignity first, because actually Mission Dignity is the original ministry assignment of Guidestone from 1918 okay. all the way to today. Uh, we were considered the heart of Guidestone. And so, uh, of course, along the way, retirement and annuities uh, were, were formed and then insurance and uh, health insurance and life insurance, as well as uh, property and casualty insurance for our um, churches. And then, of course, uh, we the capital management is another part of Guidestone where we, do, we have the largest uh, values-based funds where that any, anybody who wants to invest in values-based funds can invest in our Guidestone funds. And so uh, it's, it's, it's very extensive, but it's, the heart of it is still mission dignity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that's the heart. That was the core, how Guidestone got its start a hundred and what, three years ago, right at the time of the, the, uh, the, the previous major pandemic, uh, yes, that, we've, right. that we've come to know about. Right. But yes. so what exactly is mission dignity? What was its purpose? Why, why did Guidestone begin with that premise? 
So Mission Dignity honors retired ministers, workers, and widows struggling to meet basic financial needs uh, through advocacy and financial assistance. And so we are basically the arm of Guidestone that reaches out to the retired minister and the widow of the retired minister as well, because we make a commitment not only to the minister, but also to his widow. Uh, and we, we continue to provide the uh, monthly grants and the emergency grants or expense grants uh, to take care of one-time needs. And then we also give them a $400 Christmas check every year. So it's, we'll get into all the finances of it, but, uh, but it really is a, an extensive ministry and it's, it's the heart of Guidestone. It's uh, where everybody looks and says, man, this, this is the thing that I can get behind, taking care of widows, taking care of retired ministers, giving double honor to them so that they might be able to provide, uh, be provided for and have the dignity that they deserve in their retirement years. Mm -hmm. It almost sounds biblical. Take care of widows. Yes. <laughs> we often say we, we, uh, the, that's our strongest. That's our strongest appeal. Is that it's biblical, and yes. so that's the that's the beauty of it. But uh, Kyle can actually give you some some uh, uh, some of our guidelines and so on, uh, who we help and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. So when when we get an application, when someone hears about our ministry and they think that sounds like me, I want to apply and see if I'll get accepted or get put on a mission dignity grant, we really look at four things. First is age. So we look for people who are 65 years of age or older, that retirement age that's pretty standard across the U.S. And then we look at years of service. So they have to have 10 or more years of paid Southern Baptist service, which a lot of people, when they hear mission dignity, automatically think pastor. We also help custodial personnel who've served in churches. We help secretaries who've served in churches admin assistants, uh, really, if you've been a part of a Southern Baptist organization and you've served 10 or more years and been paid for it, you will qualify based on that. Uh, and then we look at income and assets. So for income, we look at their monthly income. For singles, it really breaks down to about $2,150 a month or less that they have to make. Uh, for couples, it's about $2,900 or less a month that they have to make. And then for assets, we actually just raised the asset limit to match inflation standards over the past 20 years. And that really breaks down to about $45,000 in liquid assets. We don't count houses or cars. If we did, no one would qualify. Sure. So we, we really look at checking accounts, savings accounts, any investments in retirement that they do have. And really, if you meet those requirements, those four eligibility requirements, you'll qualify outright uh, and you'll start receiving that double honor that we so desperately want to give to people who've served their whole lives for the Lord and his church. And the view in, in uh, 2022, we're actually going to raise the amount of, of monthly grants uh, from 50 to $100 or from 50 to $150 a month, depending on if they're single or couple. And uh, so now they'll, they'll receive anywhere between 275 to $750 a month, depending on if they're a single couple. And if they're just above poverty level or below poverty level, those who are below poverty level and who have served the longest for 25 years or more, they'll receive anywhere from 550 if you're single or 750 if you're a couple. And that's a very significant uh, adjustment that we're making at the beginning of January 2022. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Now, just for one clarification, Kyle, in, in what you were saying, you mentioned that if someone has served in various capacities, not just as pastor or uh, on pastoral staff, mm -hmm. is that part-time as well? Is that full-time only just for clarification purposes? Yeah. So when we say paid service, really, we recognize that not everyone gets a full-time salary. And so when we say paid, what we mean is if you've had to file a 1099 with the IRS, which the most recent threshold for that is $600 a year. Uh, so if you make that much in a capacity in a Southern Baptist church organization or entity, you'll qualify uh, based on that. But I will say that most of our, uh, uh, most of our recipients are ministers or widows of ministers. 60% of our, of our recipients are widows. Yeah. And uh, then it's, it's just an amazing thing. One out of four is, is a widow at the age of 85. We do have about seven that are uh, 100 years and older. One of those is still teaching Sunday school. Not paid service necessarily, but certainly <laughs> yeah. still serving. That's wonderful. That is you know, wonderful. there's no retirement in the ministry. So. Right. <laughs> and they don't, they don't consider themselves as retired. In fact, most of our people... Um, they just they just see themselves as continuing the ministry that God is giving them, and we're continuing to help them along. For instance, there's one in Alabama that's 82 years old. He's been uh, been in the same church for the last 30 years, been in the same area for the last 52 years. He said that he's outlived all the, all of his deacons, and then he's also uh, uh, the new deacons that are being ordained by him. He led to the Lord as they were teenagers. Okay. Uh, Church gives him a certain amount per month, uh, which is very little. And then we provide him and his wife $750 a month, well, $600 a month, beginning in January 2022, $750 a month, so that he can continue to preach and do the things that he's doing, even at the age of 83. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a great ministry. So uh, just to get a little bit practical, I know there's a little bit of theory, but you all have not only the numbers of helping people, but you you know the stories, you know uh, the, the numbers behind, you know, you, the numbers that you just gave, Kyle. A part of this is helping people who don't have the resources during quote-unquote retirement years, even though we don't retire, as you just mentioned, Aaron, but I don't want this to sound negatively, but why are many pastors unprepared for retirement? I mean, that that could be taken negatively. I don't mean it that way, but just mm -hmm. uh, how would you answer the the lack of preparation of many for retirement? So the, the, the thing that everybody needs to remember is that everybody in Mission Dignity, all 1,900 households that we support, they each have their own story. So um, many, most of them were in small churches that couldn't provide enough, not only just for them to live on, but to put something back. Mm -hmm. And uh, so most of them were still in small churches and so on. But we also have to remember that today, this average size church is still 77 people. And so 77 people, most of the time, cannot support a full-time pastor. And so when people ask me, uh, you know, how long is Mission Dignity going to be around? I always say until Jesus comes. <laughs> because uh, the reality is, is that Jesus said the poor will, be all, all, will always be among you. And that includes pastors and their widows. Uh, and, but every single one has a different story. I will say that most of our retired ministers and widows 
that are supported by Mission Dignity try to make it as long as they can on their own. Uh, the average age that they start receiving Mission Dignity uh, service or assistance is 77. So they try and make it as long as they can. However, one catastrophic illness, one very difficult life change, and all of a sudden they're in trouble. And so they aren't able to uh, provide for themselves at that point. Many of times their children just don't have, uh, they haven't, they haven't, their children haven't done very much better than they have. And so, um, so it's just one of those things that it's unique to every single one, but it's very, very much needed because uh, we, we've been around 103 years for a reason. And, and they still need that assistance in their declining years. Mm-hmm. So with, with the money that they receive, uh, you know, this podcast is primarily at this point that the, the organization Baptist Home and Healthcare Ministries is beginning a, uh, some different things, but most of them are based upon uh, like a health care center type of thing, a retirement uh, village type of thing, that, that kind of thing, just to give you that context. Um, is there any restrictions for use on the money? Uh, for instance, if hospice is the area in which this organization is moving now, is there any restrictions on how they can use that money uh, that it comes from Mission Dignity? Yeah, it depends on the type of grant. So the monthly grant that is just a standard check uh, every month there are really no restrictions. It's to supplement their income to make sure that they can pay bills, buy medicine. And that's typically any thank you letter that we get. That's typically what it lists out is I was able to buy groceries. I didn't go hungry, things like that. But then we also have what we call an expense grant, which is for specific expenses. And this is really a workaround for us. If someone receives government assistance or additional income assistance, then we don't disqualify them from that, but we're still able to help. So we, through the expense grant, are able to pay for specific utilities, uh, for specific home repairs, uh, for auto repairs, things like that. Um, So there there are restrictions on that specific grant, but for the monthly grant, not really. But like I said, it usually goes to things like groceries or bills or medications or healthcare, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Aaron, you mentioned a moment ago that, you know, many pastors are in smaller churches and historically many of those who are 77 now, uh, would have pastored before the, the increase in wages uh, that have happened over the last 40, 50 years for various reasons. Um, what, what might a church, what should a church know uh, related to the retirement process to helping that pastor or that pastor's wife as they are preparing for retirement or uh, entering into retirement? What, what what might you counsel churches to know? You know, having pastored, uh, the biggest thing that, that uh, my churches did for me was simply just put back something. Uh, it, I can honestly say that it's not always enough, but we know that it's better to do something than nothing. And so if, if every single church that has a pastor or even just a custodian or whatever, if they would just put back something for their, uh, for their pastor and their ministerial staff and their staff, um, it, it's better than doing nothing. And the way that money works, of course, is uh, when you put something 
in at some point and you know two decades later it's it's most likely doubled in value and so it's very important just to put back something and that's where guidestone really does help is our retirement services are extraordinary our capital management investment services are extraordinary and uh, as you begin to put back what you put into to your retirement, we uh, we have the staff to help that to make that money work so that it is there for you at a higher uh, amount than what you put in. And so it's just it's just important to put back something. That's really the main thing. Okay. Okay, well, let's say that uh, I'm, I'm many years from retirement at this point, but let's say that I was getting closer or perhaps something happened to me, you know, let's say I was to pass away this week and my wife uh, needed help in some way. What is the process for a pastor or somebody to contact Mission Dignity to receive that help? Um, either who should they contact? What is the process for, for contacting Mission Dignity? Yeah, you can contact us one of three ways. The first way is obviously by email, uh, and you can just email us at missiondignity at guidestone.org. It's as simple as that, and you can request an application. You can, you can tell us about your circumstances, and our staff are extremely helpful and extremely compassionate, and so you'll get an answer typically within 24 hours. Um, the other ways to contact us is by mail, uh, and you can address that to P.O. Box 819 uh, one zero nine. One zero nine. Um, Dallas, Texas seven five three eight one. Yes, sir. And you can you can just direct it to Mission Dignity that way. It goes to our general department, and we take care of that immediately. And the last way is by phone. So our toll free number is eight seven seven eight 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 nine four zero nine, and that'll connect you to our just our general line, and then it'll ask. Uh, one of three options. And the one you'll want to press is option one, which is the assistance line. And that'll get you directly in contact with one of our staff, again, who are extremely dedicated to our recipients and who are extremely compassionate. Uh, but those are the ways that you can get in contact with our recipient staff. I'll also say this, uh, you know, having pastored, I know that we're, we're givers, we're not takers. Our recipients are givers, they're not takers. And so you always have to get over that hump of, uh, of whether or not I need assistance. And um, many a times it's better for a, a fellow pastor or a DOM or a family member to encourage that pastor or his widow to reach out to us or simply go to our website, missiondignity.org, and click on refer, refer, refer someone in need and give us their name and so that we can be able to reach out to them and we'll, uh, we'll try our best to uh, convince them to apply as well. Um, it's just one of those things that, that you have to overcome. Uh, as I said, they're givers and they're not takers. And so they just, they just have this idea of, you know, God will take care of me, be content with what you have, but they don't understand that this is meant for them so that they can receive double honor, so that they can receive what they, what they uh, didn't receive during the years that they were uh, in, in the ministry. So. Right. 
That, that's very helpful. I, I love hearing about the website uh, aspects so they could somebody could refer to them if they're not mm -hmm. willing to do that themselves. That's great. Uh, well, as we begin to close uh, a little bit in this interview, I re really appreciate both of your time and and taking the time to, to talk to us today. Is there anything else that I haven't asked uh, that you would just like to share generally about Mission Dignity while you have the opportunity? Either one of you? I would say some of the stories that we receive on a daily basis are just really incredible. Um, we're talking about one that uh, was in Alabama. Uh, their, their, their plumbing and their septic system uh, basically was kaput. And, uh, and so the, the, the septic system was running underneath the house and really creating a, a real problem for them. And so they reached out to us and they asked us, you know, can we help in some way? We, we have a, uh, up to $3,000 per calendar year for, uh, for a recipient to receive uh, in, in extra assistance. And, and so anyway, we reached out to the Etowah Baptist Association and uh, the, uh, the Alabama State Board of Missions. And uh, they, we all three partnered together to, to get this, this plumbing system fixed, which we provided a certain amount, and then uh, the Etowah Baptist Association provided a certain amount, and Alabama State Board of Missions provided a certain amount, and uh, we were able to take care of their septic uh, situation completely, and uh, they, they wrote back to us, and we're just so <laughs> thankful because they didn't have to, you know, uh, do other things to take care of their, uh, their needs, mm -hmm. and so, uh, but you know, those types of things go a long way. Another thing, uh, we, we hear stories all the time. Uh, another one was just the fact that one, one lady continues to serve in her church nursery where she holds the little children in her arms and sings the old hymns of the faith, you know. And, um, you know, she said, I just, I couldn't be able to, to continue to go to church and have a, a dignified life if it wasn't for mission dignity and so those those little stories go a long way and they really are sweet people who just really need just a little bit of of assistance so that they can be able to do what they've been doing all their lives and that's serve the lord yeah and i would add on to that uh you know, we get questions every now and then about how you can get involved with Mission Dignity. Mm -hmm. And there are really two ways. Uh, one of the ways is a volunteer program that we have called Mission Dignity Door Drop. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way for people in their specific areas, if they live close to a recipient, uh, we actually, first of all, make sure that the recipient is okay with us giving them their information. And it's really a way for that person in their area to bless that recipient with groceries and treats and things like that. Uh, we did that last Thanksgiving, and we cannot tell you how much it blessed our recipients, but also how much it blessed the people who got to volunteer to do that, uh, because they got to hear stories of God's faithfulness through our recipients, uh, and it, it was just an incredible opportunity for them to, to be reminded of the goodness of God uh, through our recipients. And then the other way is uh, really giving to Mission Dignity up 100% of all gifts that come into us go directly back into the pockets of our recipients. So we don't take anything out for administrative costs or operational costs. And we're really only able to administer the program and give these grants because of the generosity of God's people. Um, 
and it really, we, we don't receive cooperative program funding. We are getting money from churches and individuals only. And so the way that we perform the program, the way that we administer the program is, like I said, through the generosity of God's people. And you can go to missiondignity.org and click on the donate today button. You can also take out your phone and text MD Sunday to 41444, and that'll take you to a platform to, uh, to give as well. Okay. MD for Mission Dignity Sunday? Correct. Okay. Okay. MD Sunday. Text that. And then what was the number again, Aaron, on that? 41444. 41444. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, great. I'm, I'm sure that uh, time allowed for you and obviously for our audience, you could share hundreds of stories that would be touching Absolutely. and uh, perhaps somewhere down the line, we, we might be in contact again, just to get an update and, and to hear some more of those and to hear how God is continuing to use you all use the ministry uh, of mission dignity at this time. So as we close though, uh, my final question is, is always how can our audience pray? We will have several who are prayers uh, in, in our audience. So how can our audience pray for you two specifically for mission dignity uh, more generally, or even more generally than that, perhaps Guidestone at this time? You know, I think the, the major way that you can pray for mission dignity is that as we continue to, uh, to, to reach out to our retired ministers uh, who may qualify for, for this, uh, that, that they would be willing to, to, to receive. And that's, that's a big thing. Uh, and then, of course, on the other side, continue to pray that the Lord would provide more and more for us. As Kyle said, 100% of your gifts go directly to our retired ministers and widows. So the more that comes in, the more that's given out. And so uh, just pray for those two things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Kyle, did you have anything to add to that at all? or No, I think Aaron hit, hit it all. <laughs> Okay. Well, again, Kyle and Aaron, I greatly appreciate you joining us today on uh, Biblical Perspectives on Aging podcast and uh, ask that God would bless your ministry, that as people are praying for, for these specific items, but just in general, uh, that God would, would bless Mission Dignity as they seek to bless others as well. So gentlemen, you have a great rest of your day and um, God blessings on you. God bless Thank you. you so we much. appreciate you. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by The Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome, that's all one word, .org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.